This is episode number 273 of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Sal DiVincenzo here in the studio with my fabulous colleagues, Sarah Fade and Nicole Rambo. Hello. How is everyone doing this week? Great. Good. So we are going to jump right in with our segments because we have an exciting show today (laughs) with subjects that match and they make sense when they're put together. Yes. Yes, Nicole. I like eggs. Nicole, Nicole, you you go first. Okay, since so, you're not talking about eggs, I'm not talking about. Eggs. <laughs> no. Um, so there's two things I've been obsessed with lately. One is AI, but I'm not ready to talk about it yet. I don't know enough. <laughs> um, I don't know enough about this either, but <laughs> I feel more comfortable talking about it. And the other thing is uh, Andrew Huberman. He's a he's a neuroscientist and a professor at Stanford, and he also has a podcast. They're long. They're like two hours. Every single podcast is like two hours long. And mm. it's about like a different like topic each time. And he's a professor. And it's very like methodical. And like he sometimes gets into like technical stuff and you're like start to like drift away. But he'll like bring you back in. Mm-hmm. And uh, but even the technical stuff he does make it, you know, he, he obviously keeps in mind who his audience is. So he tries to like, you know, make it understandable, you know, for you and stuff like that. Um, and I really I like all his podcasts. He's I just like the way he talks. Like, I like what he has to say. I think he's, like, very um, – he cites all of his studies that are done and blah, 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 blah. So I feel like, you know, he's pretty legit, if you will. And one I listen to – honestly, I haven't gotten even through all of them. There's some of them I'm like, I can't do this. Sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> the 90-minute movie queen. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I listen to I mostly did. when I take um, – when I take – my son out to uh, his grandma's to be watched. It's about a 25 minute drive. So I listen to it for 25 minutes there and then 25 minutes back. And then when I'm getting ready, it's usually Thursday is like my day I can listen to this. Cool. And it splits up in chunks. Anyway, so one I really liked was about breathing and how um, you, people don't really breathe optimally for themselves. So now this is two hours of him talking about this, right? So I'm, I'm not going to get into it, but the kind of the things that I, I thought were fun were um, the carbon dioxide tolerance test, mm-hmm. which we can, we'll do now. And um, so this kind of measures your tolerance for obviously carbon dioxide. And he ve- makes it very clear. He says this exact phrase about 10 times that it's a back of the envelope test. It doesn't really have like too much bearing or anything there's like if you take it at different times of day you might get a different result if you take it like when you're stressed versus when you're not stressed different result but so what you do is you like get your phone out i'll i'll do i'll time you guys okay 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 so you're like breathing regular right so you're just breathing regular and then you're gonna take one full nasal inhale and like a full 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 breath right and then you're gonna start the timer and try to extend your exhale for as long as possible. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of like what uh, Kenny G does, right? Didn't he win the um, Guinness Book of World Records oh, for the longest note that he he, he blew out of his... Uh, oh, probably. Yeah, so like that. Saxophone? Yeah, so you like don't just like breathe out. Like oh, you yeah. try to like extend it for as long as possible until you... But then don't hold your breath at the end. Like once you're done exhaling, you're done. The timer stops. Don't then hold your breath and think that you're like extending anything that's not not it <laughs> that's cheating yeah that's not it. okay, okay ready so All wait right. since this is an audio podcast yeah. at the moment you're going to talk over us just hold you know yeah i'll, I'll, I'll be a commentator i'll say how many like yeah. she's gonna <laughs> pass 
So, Sal's closing so, in on. So you take, so you yeah. take a deep breath. A deep, like a deep, like, like fill up your, fill up your lungs. lungs, your belly, like everything, like fill, like breathe okay, in as deep as you can. Okay. okay. And then I'll start the timer. Okay. okay. Tell us when to start. And okay. All right. Okay. Right. Okay. So one, two, three, breathe. And go. <laughs> you did do it. <laughs> Well, there goes that. <laughs> okay, well, you would have <laughs> a low CO2 tolerance. <laughs> okay, I win. No, no, we'll do, we'll do this no. for you. We'll okay. do it for you. Okay, okay, okay ready? Okay. Okay, breathe in. Pass out. Exhale. Can you stop? <laughs> All right, we're at almost 10 I seconds. just gave up. Fifteen seconds. That's not really exhaling. That's moaning. <laughs> twenty seconds. All right, so about twenty seconds. Dun, 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 dun. So you have a low CO two tolerance. <laughs> <laughs> um, so twenty seconds or less is low CO two tolerance. Oh, wow. Twenty five to forty five is moderate, and fifty plus is high. Get out of here. Who's 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 doing that? Kenny for- G. Yeah. Well, is low CO two tolerance good or bad? Bad. It's not like it. Like he said. <laughs> like so he bad. said. Back of the envelope testing. It's more so like if you have a higher tolerance, it seems like you're probably better at breathing regularly throughout the day because most people either most people do both. Most people over breathe and under breathe. He says like there's studies have shown when you're typing an email, you hold your breath. So you're like under breathing. And then to compensate for that later on, you'll over breathe. You breathe, you know, and you're not even doing it consciously. You're just like, you know, unconsciously doing this. Right. So if you so if you have a lower one, then you might like be doing that more. Whereas you have a higher one, you might just be a more steady rate of breathing throughout the day and more like efficient rate. What does back of the envelope mean? Like like you're at a bar and you turn over an envelope and you're writing stuff on it. Yeah. Okay. so what was he drinking when he came up with this? (laughs) No, it's he's saying it's not. He's I like him. <laughs> I like Andrew. Leave him alone. <laughs> anyway, the point. So, okay. So then you rate yourself, right? So now you know what you are. And you can improve this. So the point is this is, can be improved upon. So if you have a low one, you can get yourself to moderate okay. by doing something called a box breathing. Have you heard of this? Box breathing? Yes. Like inside a box? No, it's more the visualization of a box. Okay. So if you had low, or would, yeah, you had low tolerance, it's threes. So your number is three. So you breathe in for three, you hold for three, you exhale for three, you hold uh, for three. So it's like a box, right? So it's like breathe in, uh, okay. hold, exhale, Oh, so you're going hold. from one corner to the other yeah, corner Yeah, so it's like corner. visually the box breathing. Yes. You do that for around two minutes a day, and then you should, over time, you'll you'll extend to like moderate level, and you'll be able to exhale uh, for longer. Okay. I don't know so if I can think about that. Like, do you think about breathing? No, but you're not. Yeah. To, but that's the thing. You do this for around two minutes, where you are actively thinking about your breathing, right? You're doing the box breathing, and then throughout the rest of the day, you don't you don't think about it. But if you do that for two minutes, it makes that better. So they say. I don't know what he said. It's also good for stress reduction. Mm-hmm. And five minutes a day of a breathing rotation. So there's a couple that they studied is better at stress reduction than meditation. Really? Meditation is better for like cognitive, like memory mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. Whereas like actual just stress reduction, it yeah. seems breathing is better for that. Mm. According to a study that they did. 
the best kind of uh, stress reduction and helping in sleep is cyclic sighing. I do that. I was going to say, Sarah is an expert. <laughs> I like to sigh. That's <laughs> cyclic sighing. So you inhale as deep as you can, like we did before, yeah. and then you take a second inhale on top of that. Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. That feels like gas. Yeah, and then you take a long <laughs> exhale through your mouth. This is called a physiological sigh, and you do that for like Okay, Sal, minutes. do it. So you're not actually sighing, though. Well, it sounds... So you're like... <sighs> this okay, is not seem natural. She, she did a great it's, job at it. It's yeah. not natural. But you do that <laughs> yes, it's for not natural. Um, however many like cycles, maybe like five minutes a day, and then that like, reduces your overall stress and it helps you sleep better. <laughs> yeah. You can even do it. <laughs> now. <laughs> All right, so you keep doing that. Yeah. Nicole's part of the cult. She, she does it very well. <laughs> yeah. What's this guy's name? Uh, Andrew Huberman. She's part of the Huberman cult. Doctor, mm. I would, oh my God, that's another topic to talk about. I would join a cult in a, a second. <laughs> One, se- I would be like, okay. No, well, it depends on the cult. It's if it's like a cleaning cult, no, thank you. <laughs> No, thank you. It's just a sit-around-all-day cult. Yeah, if it's the napping cult. Sign me up. Okay, now maybe you guys don't care about your CO2 tolerance or your stress reduction. I do. But the final thing – well, he talks about a billion things. But the other last thing that I thought was interesting about it was the cure for hiccups. Oh. Okay. It's related to breathing. This is practical. Here we go. So your hiccuping is a spasm of your phrenic nerve. Hmm. And this is like a nerve that runs like up and down your throat and in your chest. I feel very smart when I'm watching. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, the phrenic nerve, obviously. And he's like, it's in the C3 and C4. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. All right. But anyway, <laughs> um, so this is a when that nerve starts spasming, this causes hiccups. So you you have to counteract the spasming of the nerve. So you inhale like that. Inhale again. Again. But I'm already inhaling. No, and again. And then one more time. Inhale what? again. Now hold it for 20 seconds. Yes, as she turns bright red. And then you <laughs> exhale. Yes. You inhale more than yes, yeah. twice, is it? No, it's very no, hard. Yeah, you physically, like. But it hurts. Yeah, like, you physically have to put effort into, like, yeah. the inhale. So you inhale three, so you inhale. Yeah, but don't three. inhale fully on the first time. No, you do. Otherwise, you're cheating it. So inhale as much as you try, can. Try, try. It's very hard. Try. Sorry, your headphones popped off your head. Yeah, I know. That's what it felt like. Go ahead, Sal. No, I can't do it. I'm, a, I'm still, I'm still recovering. I'm still recovering from the last thing I did. If, wait until one of you gets hiccups and then try. I work. What about worked. if you have a deviated septum? Ah. Oh, he okay. He did. Talk about- <laughs> yeah, I know because there's a lot to do with breathing. Because I, it's hard for me to breathe because I have a deviated septum and allergies, which is why I sound so great. He said. <laughs> Counterintuitively, he said, "You breathe through your nose even more. Like make a conscious effort to breathe." He is like, "Don't be a mouth breather." Then, yeah. Well, I don't he, think I am. No, I'm like, I don't well, yeah. But he like, and if you snore, tape your mouth shut. It forces you to. You're not gonna die. You're not gonna suffocate. Okay, if I die, yes. you're suing this guy. <laughs> no, because, yeah, because my yes. my husband snores yes. sometimes. Did you tape his mouth shut? And did he punch I you in the t- face? No, I told <laughs> him. I told him. <laughs> Tape your mouth shut. And I said, if you want to do it together, Sarah, I said, I will do it with you. Because I didn't want him to think I was trying to kill him in his sleep. I was like. Oh. Yeah, but you don't have a problem with snoring. But I, but I know. You have both heard me snore. 
that, that is true. So, just to, wait, just maybe we should put that in context. Let's put that in context. Well, I sleep everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a gentle baby snore, no? Okay, I don't like the laughing so, that got. So next time we go to Podfest, you guys gonna tape my mouth shut on the plane? I will uh-huh. tape my mouth shut next to you on the plane. So you yeah. don't think I'm trying to kill you? Uh-huh. We'll do it together. Yeah. And and. Over again, it's like an overtime thing. It's not like immediate, but yes. like you like train yourself to really breathe through your nose, and it does help. I'm gonna take a that. different flight because I don't want to be diverted <laughs> because, because you're sitting there putting the tape over her mouth. <laughs> they make like special sleep tape and everything. Uh-huh. So yeah. But anyway, that was my and okay. So just bring it back to the library or, or please, whatever. Please, um, <laughs> I've discussed this before anyway, but like meditation and stuff like that for children very important. Obviously, if you start these things earlier, the better. So like we have books here on like meditation and breathing techniques, and there's plenty of websites. Um, that have it too and we'll put those in the show notes so if you're a teen and you're feeling stressed out maybe it's like testing time and stuff Mm. like that you know you maybe just sit for five minutes try this like breathing thing you know see if it works for you and again I think the sooner you start um, or parent if parents want to do it with their children say they're having a tantrum or you know what I mean like you see this all over parenting stuff like sitting down breathing with them you know like bringing them back to their body and all that kind of stuff like yoga stuff yeah it's again it's over time right a little bit at a time and all that but yeah so i thought it was fun and i do like his podcast so cool okay we put his we'll put his podcast on the on the blog yeah a link to his podcast try to get him on the pod interview him oh sure (laughs) he's very popular Okay, so, so, so are we. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a thousand people. That's true. Okay, let's see. Let's see Get those thousand people. We are popular <laughs> as well. <laughs> we too are popular. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Nicole. You're welcome. Uh, Sarah, yeah, yeah. Y- you are actually talking about eggs today, aren't you? <laughs> yes, I love eggs. All right, tell us about eggs. <laughs> okay, so um, eggs. Yeah, they come from chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them. Among other things. Yeah. Okay, so this is coming from uh, the Harvard School of Public Health. You know oh. what they're talking about? Yeah. I'm just going to read what he wrote. Long vilified for their high cholesterol content by well-meaning doctors and scientists. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Researching heart disease, eggs now seem to be making a bit of a comeback. So what changed? Nothing. Well, it's true <laughs> that just one large egg yolk has 200 milligrams of cholesterol, making it one of the richest sources of dietary cholesterol. Eggs also contain additional nutrients that may help lower the risk of heart disease. Mm. Didn't know that. Mm. Moderate amount of fat in an egg, about five grams, is mostly mono unsaturated and oh, polyunsaturated. That's the good fat, fat right? Yeah. Mm. So it's also crucial to distinguish between dietary cholesterol and cholesterol in the blood, which are only weakly related. The focus on dietary cholesterol alone was de-emphasized as more attention was placed on the influence of saturated and trans fat on blood cholesterol. So we know that's good, right? Mm-hmm. Are eggs healthy? They have become a frequently asked nutrition question. To answer this, it's important to look at eggs not only on their own, but in context of the entire diet. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's right. So eggs are a source of cholesterol, good, good cholesterol, mm-hmm. protein, choline, C-H-O-L-I-N-E. Biotin, which is good for your hair and skin, mm-hmm. vitamin A, and the antioxidants lutein and zeaxanthin. Wow, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Research on moderate egg, moderate egg consumption in two large 
prospective cohort studies. That means like over 40,000 men and over 80,000 women mm-hmm. found that up to one egg per day is not associated with increased heart disease risk. So you can have one right. egg a day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Eggs were previously associated with heart disease risk as a result of their high cholesterol. Really? However, a solid body research shows that for most people, cholesterol in food has a smaller effect on blood levels and harmful LDL cholesterols than does a mix of fat. So like... Oh, so it's the fat is... It might be the bacon and the sausage that accompany oh, the egg. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Of course, this research doesn't give a green light to daily three egg omelets. Yeah. How dare they? Yeah, I know. 2008 report. Oh, yeah, because you put all the cheese in it. Yeah, exactly. And butter. Supports the idea that eating an egg a day, an egg a day is generally safe for the heart. Going much beyond that can increase the risk for heart failure later in life. So just one egg, people. One egg. Yeah. Who stops at one egg? I don't know. Exactly. Who stops there? Yeah. One egg. That's like one potato chip. But they give you a sample. So, right? For your heart system, right? A scrambled egg with salsa and a 100% whole wheat English muffin is a far better meal than, say, scrambled eggs with cheese, sausage, home fries, and white toast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Okay, but which... Yeah. Better... Okay, do we need a Harvard education to know that? Well, you know... Now, what tastes better? <laughs> what tastes better? Well, I do like salsa. Yeah, I okay. know, but not I don't, my egg. I, I need more. I need two eggs. Who has one scrambled egg? No, that's it's very tiny. small. That's, that's very so tiny. Small. Yeah. yeah, but you can add water to it. Oh. <laughs> I put milk in it. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. yeah, People who have difficulty controlling their LDL cholesterol might also want to be cautious about eating the egg yolk. Mm. And instead, choose foods yeah. made with egg whites. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is also true for people with diabetes. So people like they do sell like that. The box, I remember that. Yeah, the whites. Yep, yep, yep. You know, and and uh, oh, you can do like you can do one egg and then put a little bit more egg white. white yeah. In mm-hmm. it, yeah. Oh, that actually is a great idea. Yeah. 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 Well, eggs may be a much better choice than sugary, refined grain-based options like breakfast cereal, pancakes, muffins, bagels, they may fall mm. short of other options. A bowl of steel-cut oats with nuts and berries, <laughs> blah, for example, will be a much better choice for heart health than egg-centric <laughs> breakfast. I have the healthiest heart around. You do. Consumption of whole grains and fruit predict lower risk of heart disease. However, bottom line, while eggs may be not the optimal breakfast choice, they are certainly not the worst. Now, this is more important, ready? Storage and food safety. I am very paranoid about getting salmonella from eggs. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I'm very, it's an, an irrational fear. That's why I don't like cooking chicken. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, ew. But I don't mind eating it cooked from right. someone else. I personally don't like handling it because of that whole. I eat cookie dough. I just crack an egg into a cookie dough and eat it. Oh, that's terrible. I know. It's awful. <laughs> Look for a sell by date on egg cartons. Eggs will generally last for four to six weeks after the sell by date. Ooh. Yeah, that's terrible, right? Avoid egg. packages of cracked eggs, of course, which can increase risk of bacterial contamination. Mm-hmm. Discard a cracked egg if you discover one. Refrigerate eggs in their carton at 40 degrees or below, which is your usual yes. standard. Yes. The coldest part of your fridge. Avoid storing inside doors. Okay. That's your, yeah. Yes. Cook eggs until the whites and yolks have solidified to prevent foodborne illness. Egg dishes should reach an internal temperature of 160 degrees Fahrenheit. Sounds good. You need a runny egg. Mm. <laughs> well, runny egg is okay, but they mean like the gooey, you know. Mm-hmm. If using recipes for raw or undercooked eggs, use pasteurized eggs that are heat treated. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Don't allow cooked eggs or egg dishes to sit at room temp for longer than two hours. Sounds and right. wash your hands on any surfaces mm. with soap and water that have mm. come into contact with raw eggs. Okay. Hard-boiled. Avoid overcooking hard-boiled eggs, as evidenced by green ring around the yolk or mm. egg whites. Mm. I've done that. 
Yes, I Phil. So this is how you cook hard-boiled eggs, people. Fill with enough water <laughs> to cover eggs completely. Uh-huh. Bring water to a gentle rolling boil uh-huh. with the eggs already in the water. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Allow to cook for one minute at this gentle rolling boil. Yes. Turn and off then, the heat. Yep. Cover the pot. Yep. And allow eggs to sit in the water for ten to twelve minutes. That's right. Then you remove from pot and rinse eggs with cool water. Now this is where I like I like to make um, hard-boiled eggs. And then I throw them out after a day because I am irrationally paranoid. Because I don't know how well they're... But carving, according to Harvard, peel and serve or store in a refrigerator for up to one week. Yeah. Yeah, One week. Not one day. Yeah, Yeah, Sarah. (laughs) I I am very like... (laughs) Did you... Carboiled eggs are the best. Did you... I do uh, like carboiled eggs a lot. You know, it's funny. The, the, the time of year that I mostly eat hard-boiled eggs is around Easter because we call Spring. them. Yeah. yeah. Right? Um, but you don't, you've never, like, pulled an egg out of the refrigerator, like, three days later and just, you know, put a little salt on it and eat it? Not three days. No? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but now I can rest assured that it's a whole no, week. Harvard says Honestly, so. they don't last yeah. that long. I eat them all the time. <laughs> like, well, not in Nicole's house. Yeah. <laughs> Add chopped hard-boiled eggs to salads, blah, blah, blah. Mash a quarter of an avocado on a slice of whole grain mm, toast. Top with hard-boiled egg. Sprinkle black pepper red pepper flakes yeah. that's all good yes egg muffins in a medium bowl beat 12 whole eggs okay contradicting that one egg <laughs> desired equivalent in egg whites one whole egg equals two egg whites set aside heat one to two teaspoons of olive oil in a fry pan mm-hmm. okay stir fry one cup of finely chopped vegetables of choice mm-hmm. divide and cook vegetables into 12 cup muffin tin sprayed with nonstick spray pour egg mixture over the vegetables bake at 350 for 15 minutes Ooh, I like nice. this yeah. and allow muffins to cool in a pan for a few minutes store in refrigerator for up to five days there you go oh that sounds you can good you just grab and go yeah yeah, yeah. Did you know while chicken eggs are the most common variety, eggs from a range of birds, including ducks and quail, mm-hmm. are consumed worldwide. Mm-hmm. Brown eggs are not more nutritious than white folks. Don't mm-hmm. pay extra. Mm-hmm. The color and size of an egg are determined by the breed of hen, mm-hmm. which can produce white, cream, brown, blue, green, or speckled eggs. Mm. The color of the yolk is also not reflective of nutritional value, but the type of poultry feed. Ah. So when people say, oh, my yolk is so orange it doesn't matter mm-hmm. eggs vary in avail- available sizes from medium to jumbo yeah. <laughs> but eggs grated large are the standard size preferred in recipes does it say why they come in those cartons because they're easy to carry but yeah what but they're so like flimsy the cartons and the well, eggs are because, so like you know why delicate. because they they, they want to do recycled and they want to be you know they're biodegradable oh yeah well, it doesn't say that. No. But um, um, so for people who all of a sudden they're craving eggs, they're going. Yes, I don't know why, but now listening to this, I want scrambled eggs. I want deviled eggs. I want egg muffins. Yes, over easy eggs. Egg salad. Is there a book for that? There is. Why? <laughs> why you ask? There is at Middle Country Public Library. It is called the Fresh Eggs Daily Cookbook. Over one hundred. Fabulous recipes to use eggs in unexpected ways. Nice. Yes. Written by Lisa Steele. We have a copy here in the library. It is good to use all those eggs Mm -hmm. and incorporate healthy LDL cholesterol. Yeah. One egg a day. Lifestyle. You know, you don't have to refrigerate fresh eggs. No, you don't. 
because they have a special coating on them. Mm-hmm. It's yep. funny that they actually wash that coating off yeah. <laughs> in the process of, of and that's what, why you have to refrigerate yeah. yeah. them. In Europe, they don't really do that. No, exactly. When yeah. I go to, it's very strange to when I'm in Italy and I'm buying eggs and they're not in the refrigerated section. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you bring them home and you keep them out. But let me tell you, they are delicious. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, thank you, Sarah. You're welcome. That was excellent. Thank you. I hope you are excited <laughs> about all this. Yes. And uh, can we put the, what you did in the uh, the blog? Uh, maybe. All right. If, if you're lucky. <laughs> yes. If I feel like it. No, no. I always feel like it. All right. If you want to listen to older episodes or read our show notes, you know where to find it, mcplpodcast.com. And again, the blog is blog.mcplpodcast.com. If you're listening on YouTube in the podcast tab on our YouTube page, how about that? Uh, Click the like button. And uh, look, if you haven't subscribed and you know about 80% of the people who listen to the podcast on YouTube or watch our videos on YouTube, do not subscribe. Oh, so please man. hit the subscribe button. We have a lot more than just the podcast. There's a lot of cool things yeah. that are on our YouTube page. Uh, and we greatly appreciate it. So for Sarah Fade and Nicole Rambo, I'm Sal DiVincenzo. We'll see you on the next show. <laughs>